0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. It's two guys' take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. We are broadcasting live from the HB5 studios right here in beautiful downtown Historic Concord. I'd be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this crazy sideshow. That's right. I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the 2016's honorable mention, Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. It's on old Mike number one. Let's give it up for Mojo! how about you buddy
1: hey buddy it's good to be back after two weeks
0: oh my gosh we took a break feels like an eternity it does I miss you I miss you too I miss that smile and those golden locks really well I have been whitening my teeth with Crest white strips <laughs> I've been doing it with baking soda <laughs> and bleach did
1: you did you find that on Pinterest
0: yeah it was okay. it, you know you scroll down a little bit that's they right. said to use the actual bleach <laughs> that's not good <laughs> so my cheeks have been burning for two weeks now yeah, yeah so should, that's why I had to take you a go.
1: break yeah, there you go hey we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening um Please go to our, our website. Uh, we should have some material on there soon. One of these days,
0: <laughs> my goodness.
1: <laughs> SouthernFryPhilosophy.com. Uh, Twitter, is, you can find us at SFP Radio. Uh, Instagram, SFP Radio. And Facebook, at Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast, or Southern Fry philosophy podcast one of the two (laughs) it's been
0: so long we don't even know what we're doing
1: we got some exciting uh exciting show coming up and we have a guest with us today his name's alan lansbury he's part of the uh, elite club that i'm in now called the heart transplant recipient club and we'll we'll be sharing his he'll be sharing his story and maybe some new perspectives that he has but he's a little bit further down the road than i am but Mm. i wanted to do an episode with some good news and uh and some happy thoughts so We'll have him on a little bit later, but so let's get into the show, buddy.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to ask you like I always ask you. Hey, buddy, how are you been
1: You know, I've had a good, I've had a good couple of weeks. Um, while while we were on break, I did a little experiment with Uber. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah. So careful I, now it, because
0: we don't know what that could that could mean.
1: <laughs> well, for I'm sure most of you, unless you've been living under an absolute rock. Uh, you, you pretty much know what Uber is. You know what Uber is, right? Right. I've okay. used Uber. I love Uber, it. it. Yeah. Uber's a ride-sharing service. Basically, instead of uh, hailing down a taxi or calling a, a grumpy old taxicab cab uh, dispatcher, you have mm-hmm. uh, uh, basically an app that you can download. And this app will basically send you a, ride, a driver. And it's people, individuals that sign up that want to become basically their own business. Mm. Um, They arrive. The app basically... It, Uses GPS coordinates, and if you press the app, as far as a, a rider, it sends you a driver as closest to your coordinates. Mm-hmm. So, um, here in Charlotte, there's a a, a big community of users, sure. and uh, so there's there's, anyway, there's
0: a lot of bars. That's why
1: a lot of bars, a lot of <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of, you know. But also, you know, um, I found out that, like downtown, you know, you have all the businesses, Bank of America, and you mm-hmm. have Wells Fargo, all the other banks. So you get a lot of riders from that. But mm-hmm. you know, I had some interesting experiences. So, oh, man,
0: tell yeah. me about it. What do you got?
1: <laughs> well, my first day. I started, uh, it was on a Saturday. Yeah, so it was actually a Saturday morning because I kind of wanted to break in a little easy. Sure. And it happened to be Pride Festival Day <laughs> in downtown Charlotte. No, And contrary to what people may think by that statement, no, it's not me being a bigot towards that. But sure, no, it, no. I love all people. Yep. But it was interesting because my first ride of the, the day. first was, ride. I told my I'd I told I'd give him a shout out on the show. Got two guys named Chad and Steven. It's
0: Chad! And they're, they're, Steven! <laughs> that's
1: right. They're a couple, and um, they were dressed as unicorns. Rainbow unicorns. Huh. So, uh, immediately when they got in, I said uh, a couple of my little pony names from my daughter's show. Uh, they mm. giggled and uh, <laughs> they they had fun. But we we took pictures af- afterwards and um, had a good time. It was, it was interesting. It was, it was a good first ride. Hey, that, so,
0: that's what it counts.
1: But I, you know, besides that, I had um, I drove the night of the Panthers game just because I wanted to. Because everybody on the on the Facebooks mm-hmm. uh, the little uber lyft page they have on there for charlotte drivers I always said that's the busiest day and you know so i thought i'd try it so mm-hmm. I, I drove on that day and it was a preseason game mm. um so i drove and I, I was expecting football people going to football games did right. i have those you yeah, would think i have that but i actually had two escorts
0: hey hey so yeah hey, and
1: hey. i ended up shuffling them between two appointments <laughs> so <laughs> you may ask how did i know how did you know well, the dead giveaway of hey, did you catch any of the football game? No, I was busy with a client. Oh,
0: you know they, the, they could have been talking stocks and bonds. Well, they could have been, but
1: Maybe when the they have a fantasy football league, yeah, but when they have Louis Vuitton bag that has mm. lotion bottles okay. sticking out of there, like multiple and All uh, right. things with cords like wait not wait. hair dryers
0: wait so wait buddy
1: yeah so that was <laughs> <You're> it
0: broadcasting. <laughs>
1: Careful! Uh, I'm just telling you my interesting experience. (laughs) uh, But uh, I also had probably uh, about 12 or 14 young ladies fall in love with me, and some guys too, because it was 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh yeah, coming from the bars, and of course they love everyone at 2 a.m. They've been tipping
0: it back a little bit, yeah, a little bit too much.
1: Everyone falls in love with everybody at 2 a.m.
0: Case that? I mean, that's how I got married. Really? (laughs) I bribed her. She had beer goggles uh, on. Yeah. (laughs) Luckily, she still has not taken those off yet. (laughs) ironically she doesn't drink that's right so i don't know how this is <laughs> happening i really don't
1: anyway so that was my interesting experience for the last two weeks man i you know something i i really enjoyed it i, I couldn't i don't think i could do it full time just because of uh our my wife's conflicting schedules of mine sure. um or even do it like an extended period of time but it was definitely interesting and you know i, I admire the model they put out because mm. it's it's well, innovative. She's, she's cute too. So, that <laughs> well, not that model. Uh, but the, I, I admire the Uber Lyft model. These ride sharing apps have come out because it's a whole new industry. Of course, the feds don't know how to regulate it yet. So that's <laughs> why that's one reason I love because right. they they don't know how to regulate it because it came on the scene so fast globally too. Right. I mean, you can go to Mexico City and order an, an, an Uber or Hamburg, oh, really? Germany and order an Uber. I mean, yes, it's, it's, it's global huh. now. But basically, the model is uh, Uber Lyft. They take a percentage of cut from the fare, Mm -hmm. and basically for their app service, behind the scenes services and marketing, things like that. So, but you know, the driver does have, have expenses, driving vehicle maintenance, things like that. Sure. But, um, and of course you, you know, the, the driver also gets a tax break per mileage, but it's it's an interesting it's an interesting business model mm-hmm. because we've discussed before in podcast. We're in America. There's no excuse for anyone not to be able to make money somehow. Right. To rely on the system to feed them. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean system worst to case my-
0: scenario, you Uber a rickshaw and you make one out of a bike in a you know wagon.
1: But, but we've all seen those Facebook videos, you know, where you know someone's reporting good news, saying, "Look at this kid. Hey, right. this kid took a bicycle." Went down to Home Depot, spent five bucks on lumber, and mm-hmm. built a, a, a wagon for his lawnmower business. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 16 years old, and we yeah. have grown up. We have grown adults that some of them have never worked a day at a job. to Be honest with you, right? And so there's, but Uber is a prime example. There's people if they have a, a decent car, all well, they do is sign up, and they can earn some extra income. There's no reason or, why people can't pull their bolt uh, pull the bootstraps up and make some money.
0: You can just uh, get an Uber ride, steal the car, and then. You know, get an yeah, app and then, yeah. and then do that.
1: Just make sure you get like a driver that looks very similar to you. Right. That way, you know when you, oh you have the picture. You yeah. Take, that way, yeah, so that way you if you, you know it. your your name's if your name's Jason and you right. show up and your your driver's supposed to be uh, Abdullah Muhammad, I mean,
0: hey buddy, you yeah, might, you might have
1: yeah yeah you might you might not pass this for that driver. Guy doesn't look right. That's yeah, something wrong.
0: Hmm. There's something wrong. Hmm. But anyway, how you be doing? Hey, um, so speaking about you know clicking on the GPS, I actually pulled up my GPS uh, today. And it said that I was two miles past exhaustion. So uh, Biggin has officially moved. So I moved from a house that is, we, my wife and I built five years ago. Energy efficient, small, cozy little house. You know, it was, it was very beautiful a nice. Great yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. Brand new. You know, so it was nice, smelled nice, smelled, smelled new, to a house that was built in 1912. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I, and I'm I'm a connoisseur of older houses because sure. I've lived in several old farmhouses and things like that. But not even the, that's not even the best part. What's the best part of your your property?
0: I've got a log cabin that was built in 1890 yeah. on the property, right? And hey, hey, buddy, they didn't take take care of that thing at all. <laughs> <laughs> they I think they actually use that as the actual outhouse.
1: Yeah, we're trying we're trying to get Rob Zombie to uh, do like the his next. A House of a Thousand Corpses it, movie out of there? Yeah, yeah. It's it, kind, yeah,
0: it really could have been like that.
1: But it, uh, but, but it could be the ultimate man cave one day.
0: Well, we've got the mold out of it, so I think that's good. I mean, I know it's good, but I think we got it all out. But we, maybe we could have made like a blue cheese factory
1: there. <laughs> we,
0: we seriously could have <laughs> put some cheese in there and see, seen what happened. Uh, so we did that and then uh, put a whole new roof on it. So my Labor Day was actually spent laboring. laboring. Yeah, which is awful. You never want to labor on Labor Day. But Home Depot and Lowe's run those ads. Home Depot and Lowe's has got a direct uh, debit to from my paycheck straight to their account. <laughs> direct deposit. Yeah, it is direct deposit That's into, cool. into those. It's been awful.
1: Well, you know, I, I can honestly say y'all invited me over for uh, breakfast the other morning at the manor. The, and the, uh
0: hashtag patent manners with- <laughs> I forgot to
1: bring my smoking jacket and ascot, but it was uh delicious granny's uh chocolate gravy and biscuits she so. did.
0: she my grandmother uh, we, we talked about the chocolate gravy on the show before uh, my father was actually coming from Kentucky back to uh Charlotte and um, uh, grandma said I've got to send some chocolate gravy to mojo because uh man he, he asked for some so.
1: And it was good. It,
0: it, it, yeah, and so now Grandma wants to come visit Patton Manor and uh, and then make the make the chocolate gravy first for you. Yeah,
1: so I, we'll see I, I can't imagine what it tastes like fresh.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean that was a couple of days old, so the, it, it, the it didn't matter. There. I could have bathed in it. <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm,
1: also, didn't one of your neighbors bring you like a, a cake from like chef uh, from a chef oh, from yeah. Oprah's direct? Pastry chef or something. Yeah, so here's a shout
0: out to some of our neighbors. I don't know if they want me to use their name, but anyway, they brought a a cake to the house, and they explained that uh, uh, cycles with the pastry chef of Oprah, and had a had a cake made and brought it over. And my wife, you know, Facebooked and pictured and Snapchatted and everything she could with it. Didn't eat it. Uh, but she, uh, no, we did eat it. And it was delicious. <laughs> but yeah, we're you know we're we're like six degrees away from Oprah now, so you know we're we're kind of like besties. Yeah, so we should have her on the show. Actually,
1: you're four degrees, three degrees, or four uh, degrees, something yeah, like that. Yeah, somewhere
0: around there. I can't count. Well, maybe so. we get her on the show. Yeah, so Oprah should be on the show next week. <laughs> no, don't don't say that.
1: <laughs> don't count on that. I want to find somebody named Oprah now,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or Harpo, or Harpo. Yeah, and then just do the interview backwards. Yeah, that's right. You could do that. So yeah, it's been a crazy couple weeks. Uh, so I do apologize. Some of it was uh, most of it was on me that uh, I just could not do the show and move and do everything else. So You're all good. So So uh, but we're back. We're back better than ever. We're steamrolling through September at yeah. this point. we yeah. you know, right now we're, we'll probably be about 10 days the, or 11 days into the month. So we want to talk about uh, that time of the month. That time of the month. <laughs> the tears falling again, and I'm starting fights that I just can't win, why do I
2: try, I never can tell, this time of the month, oh it sure is hell.
0: Can you explain that time of the month?
1: That time of the month is our our monthly segment where we kind of give you some upcoming fun holidays. You may know the traditional holidays like Labor Day and right. things like that for September, but we actually have some other holidays we'd like to bring awareness to. So here we go.
0: Some good food ones are All-American Breakfast Month. I'm excited about that. I love breakfast. That's probably my
1: favorite. Breakfast is so easy. I yeah. mean, you you know, you and your wife can argue about where do you want to go for dinner, where do you want to go for lunch? But mm-hmm. breakfast is pretty much, you know, bacon, egg, and whatever else. I mean.
0: So, uh, if you had to choose, Waffle House, Cracker Barrel, IHOP, where do you go?
1: Oh, definitely Waffle House.
0: I love me some Waffle House. A
1: Cracker Barrel, I cannot stand.
0: You're not a fan?
1: I hate Cracker Barrel. Huh. I don't know why, because I get in trouble with my parents about it, but mm. maybe it's because my parents like it so much. <laughs> well, they do
0: serve the All-American breakfast, so
1: yeah. it should be. That's, that's Waffle House, All-American Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Or what I mean. about Denny's? Denny's? They got the Grand Slam. But, you know, Denny's, I, I don't know. I mean... Some of their like specials they have are like to entice you to come in are just like way over overloaded. I mean, like the stuffed French toast pig in a blanket hot dog <laughs> yeah,
0: casserole. I've had that. Yeah.
1: It's delicious. I'm sure it is. Uh so, but uh yeah, you know, some of those are over the top but Waffle House. I mean, yeah. Waffle House has a special place in my heart. So it's one of those places you can go three sixty five, twenty four seven. So Yeah.
0: And and those waitresses with no teeth, anybody.
1: What's <laughs> the old joke? Uh <laughs> What has a what has nine teeth and uh, and eight sets of legs? <laughs> Third shift of the House. <laughs> it could also be said about other Walmart and things like that. Walmart is a again <laughs> anyway. Uh,
0: Bourbon Heritage Month. That's that's my month. I I, I, that I, has
1: to be sponsored by some kind of Kentucky probably. Chamber of Commerce <laughs> thing. <so. laughs>
0: Eat chicken month. Uh, some 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 odd ones though are uh, looking down the list here. Be kind to editors and writers. Not sure what that one's about. Some of these are just get, some of these
1: are getting so tiresome. You know what I'm saying? The,
0: Great American Low Cholesterol Low Fat Pizza Bake Month. Not
1: uh, who wants a low fat? I got confused halfway yeah, through it.
0: Pizza. That's just, it is National Coupon Month, so save those things. <laughs> Update your resume month. <laughs> I like that because yeah. yeah, you're probably gonna get fired. Or, you know, if you can make it through September, then you've got the holidays coming up. Yeah, and then January 1st, you can start. You know. But you know, those resumes out and seeing what you can get there the, you rest go. the rest
1: of the year. Yeah, you'll be on several apps and websites looking for new jobs. So. <laughs> or Uber. Who yeah. knows?
0: Yes. Mushroom Days uh coming up the tenth through the eleventh, so that'll be fun. Don't forget that one. Actually it'll probably be right when this podcast. You got anything?
1: Yeah, well there's some interesting ones. Um yeah, VJ Day from uh, World War II was on the, the second. Um Wait, what'd you say? VJ Day. Oh. Um we also have uh so these are some of the other kind of ones that kind of call my attention. Uh, obviously, we have 9 11 uh, remembrance. Mm. For those who don't remember, 9 11 2001 was uh, one of the most tragic days in American history. So, it's a day we like to take pause, and I think they also call it Patriots Day, too. So, anyway, a fun one make your bed day. I'm trying to get my teenager <laughs> to do that. Also, shout out to my daughter. She turns 13 this week. What? Yeah, believe no. it or not. I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead and put her in a crate outside with my dog because you know i got a cute little teenage daughter and i don't want no boys around her so i gotta keep gotta, her locked up just got to get the bullets ready and clean oh guns. i've got that yeah but I, maybe i should get trump to build a wall around my
0: house <laughs> <laughs> just around your daughter it's got That's it's good. mobile
1: yeah mobile right, a mobile wall i like there, that here you go wow yeah um fortune cookie day who doesn't love some fortune cookies it,
0: listen there's a e-noodles and concord it has the chocolate uh, ah yeah. yeah, those are delicious. I love them. And the fortunes are so accurate. I tell you, it's
1: like someone's like a soothsayer.
0: <laughs> I I've played those lotto numbers every time, and I lose consistently.
1: Did you mention National Cheeseburger Day?
0: I did not, but that oh, sounds delicious.
1: The eighteenth, mm. uh, and cheeseburger is my spirit animal, so or spirit food. Oh, so that's
0: right. You should have one.
1: I, I I will probably actually eat a cheeseburger every day leading up to that. <laughs> Just <you laughs> and know, after, yeah, kinda like, yeah it's kind of like it's kind of my thing. So, um. Anyway, that's you know, that's just a few that I noticed, but also I, I wanted to mention uh, this. 53 years ago, March, or August 28th, we we didn't do the podcast then, it was one of the greatest speeches ever given mm. at the Capitol. I Have a Dream speech by Martin Luther King. So mm. that speech now is 53 years old. Wow. Um, I encourage everyone to go to archives.gov and look up the speech because mm. um, it's not only relevant 53 years ago, it's relevant today. Mm. And um Especially the times we got going on right now, this crazy, crazy year. So anyway, I encourage everyone to go to archives.gov, read the okay. speech, and um, also look at the history behind that too.
0: Um, I-, I did notice just you know scrolling through these, you did miss the third, which is Bacon Day. <sighs> we missed Bacon Day. When,
1: uh, and we're going to celebrate Procrastination Day on the the, the fifth, but we're going to celebrate it later. Is what you said? Well, I
0: just said I'll, I'll celebrate it tomorrow. <laughs>
1: Well, I did see this one here on the 23rd is Dog in Politics Day.
0: Well, that's pretty close to – when did the debate start? They should be starting up pretty soon. Pretty soon,
1: yeah. It should be interesting. My my bet is that uh, Hillary will cough Mm -hmm. and then hold up like a Ricola, sponsored by Ricola, cough drop why cuz he's not seen the, the hacking uh, her hacking coughing fits she's been having uh-uh oh my god
0: that's all over the news Bubba. yeah listen
1: right, of course you have been away from a tv i've been in
0: a cabin uh, filled with mold so
1: yeah she's yeah. Uh, there there's a lot of speculations on her health right now really? so yeah like she like uh yesterday yesterday which was the 6th 6th yeah yesterday which was 6 she she gave two speeches and uh, both both speeches basically she had to stop but she had a 4 minute her, openings, her opening, her uh, opening line was four minutes worth of coughing on stage. Wow! And people cheering her on. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: They're so confused. It's the oddest Keep thing. Going. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's the oddest Go thing in the world. Ahead. But uh, yeah, one of her handlers obviously ran up with a, a bottle of water and some cough drops, and uh. so there's speculations that she's being sponsored by a cough drop company. <laughs> so.
0: Well, she's she has shutting she is shutting down the Clinton Foundation, right? So she's got to get paid somehow.
1: Well, they're probably just renaming it. You know. uh, yeah, they're uh, Chelsea the Chelsea Foundation. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So,
0: oh, all right. Well, that's that time of the month. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, Brandon. You've got some Friday news dump stuff that you're going to give. Yeah, the- I just want to
1: pass some things along. Maybe people maybe missed uh, from the holiday because uh, the media. Or Any type of companies, corporations, mm-hmm. media, um, government agencies, they like to dump news on a Friday, late Friday afternoon, right. um, especially before holidays golden. No, so they like to pass some things that we may have missed because everybody will be out grilling, mm-hmm. um, traveling, visiting family, things like that. So there's some things maybe people miss. I just want to bring to attention maybe.
0: Right. And then we do have our special guest, Alan Lansbury. So he'll be – uh, Landsburg, sorry. Landsburg.
1: Yeah, I missed it, too. So. You said
0: Lansbury.
1: Well, I was, I was thinking of Angela Lansbury. That's what
0: I was hoping. <laughs> I was like, we've got a real murder, she wrote. Yeah, that's
1: right. Well, yeah. Ah. There, we have no degree of separation there, I'm sorry. <laughs> or, or million degree separation.
0: Oh, man, I really was looking forward to some bed knobs or broomsticks. <laughs> oh, she was great. Maybe another day. All right. Well, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Thanks for listening. This is the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. And without further ado, let's talk about the Friday News Dump.
1: Actually, speaking of dump, uh-huh. um, actually, I'm gonna. This is kind of just to open this up and light, <laughs> lighthearted. Uh, in China, the uh, they're actually uh, making students pay for excessive flushing. So uh, each each college each college student in China is. Uh, it allocated 3,000 liters of water or 650 gallons of, of water in American uh, per month on a preloaded card. <laughs> So so yeah. So evidently I guess every time they got to go Tinkler number 2,
0: uh-huh.
1: they got to swipe swipe the card <laughs> and that that determines how much water they get to use. So Oh my god. So it's, I guess no more late nights at Taco Bell cuz you don't want to use your card more than oh no. more than once per no. per encounter. So
0: So at this point they are following the rule. If it's yellow, let it mellow. <laughs> if it's brown, flush it down.
1: <laughs> there you go. Oh my god. But uh yeah, so that's a new thing that uh they National People's uh, whatever Chinese Party have uh, issued there. So. Hey,
0: America! Look what you get <laughs> get to look forward to. <laughs>
1: That's right. Toilet flushing. Another uh, another one. <laughs> uh, now this isn't included in my in my. News dump, but I just right. found it interesting. Um, police find 600 marijuana plants at a daycare. <laughs> hey, buddy. So, yeah, uh, it's a daycare, little small daycare in Connecticut. Um, <laughs> obviously, someone called it in. Uh-huh. Uh, police showed up and they found, um, they got a search warrant. Mm-hmm. They found hundreds and hundreds of marijuana plants, um, anywhere from six foot to 10 foot tall.
0: Holy, yeah, an
1: estimated street value of one million dollars. What so. No wonder the kids were so mellow in nap time. Oh yeah. So, yeah,
0: but you know they like their juice boxes had to been going out of style. <laughs> like, they, like
1: yeah, they, they were going. Nothing gave nothing crackers. gave it away. It was Mary Mary Jane's daycare. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, there, there's no giveaway. Pick up time was 4:20, so <laughs> no, that none of that gave it away.
0: Good so. news is we're blowing through animal crackers <laughs> like nobody's business.
1: Yeah, they cornered the market on on that, and, or, <laughs> and orange Jello and uh, Fred Flintstone oh. pebbles free pebbles. So. <laughs> But no, um just, just uh kind of a follow up with I think a couple weeks ago, a couple podcasts ago we had uh mention about the four hundred million dollar payment to Iran. Mm. Well uh, that that little golden nugget keeps gifting us. Um, the Obama administration acknowledged uh on Tuesday this week, the day after Labor Day, that they did transfer an additional one point three trillion I'm sorry, billion dollars to Iran also. Oh, and there's awesome. still yeah, they're still kind of going under the guise that this was from the, the nineteen seventy nine Felt Arms deal um, that we had between uh, America and Iran. So then, basically, what that is, they try to um, explain this away as this was four hundred million dollars was the initial payment, but one point three billion dollars was the uh, approximated uh, earned interest, right? Um, that that four hundred million dollars of recruits. So I guess Americans are trying to be honest with paying our debt well, back. So. I
0: mean, we had to get the underwriters involved. You know, yeah. we just had the four hundred in the in the bank, and then we had to get the underwriters. To, right. You know, and of course, you know, sense.
1: you know, in the day in electronic mm-hmm. today with all the electronic transfers and things like that, we couldn't we couldn't, we couldn't transfer it. we couldn't transfer it, wire it or electronically. Mm-hmm. We had to. We first had to take the U.S. currency, converting over to Swiss francs, mm-hmm. and then we Swiss franked it up on pallets. <laughs> And put it on unmarked uh, cargo planes, which then landed in Iran. So there's nothing shady going on Not at, at all. all. So they just wanted to, they. I guess Iran's like uh, we don't want your dollar, mm-hmm. um, even though it's the world currency. Sure. We want in Swiss, Swiss francs.
0: And and so. how much did our national debt go down because of that? Um,
1: yeah, it's, I'm sure it's up. So yeah, yeah. probably yeah. So it, anyway, that's just one of those little things I wanted to kind of point out for the news dump. Thanks so, a lot, yeah. Obama. That, yeah. Thanks, Obama. It's your fault now, but those uh, hostages back, so that's good. Yeah, that's no, that's—I mean, that's good. But yeah. it, this kind of a lot of people, a lot of people are looking at this, you know, because we allegedly don't, you know, negotiate, negotiate. with terrorists or yeah. terrorist states. So, um, you know, who, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll have uh, maybe Obama before he leaves us. Uh, we'll open up full relations <laughs> with Iran, and we'll be having uh, tour guides over there. I mean, who, hey, who knows? Cuba? I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. Come who on, knows? bring know.
1: it. Who knows? But anyway, I just wanted to bring attention because, like I said, Fridays a lot of times traditionally, yep. um, especially if, like if you have a company that's going under. And speak of the devil, another thing, <laughs> ITT Tech announced the other day that they're uh, they sh- they're ceasing operations, closing a thousand universities and eight thousand people, eight thousand teachers and professors and workers will be out of a job, uh-huh. all due to um, two weeks ago federal, uh, the feds and the uh, financial aid sector decided that they. ICT was not making benchmarks um, with this whole well, uh, from uh, from college to job placement type thing, so they cut their funding, um on no more government loans. So, so anyway, that's the reason why they're overall.
0: Out. Like, what are your thoughts on that? So the government says, here's some benchmarks that you got to hit, or mm-hmm. else, or else we're going to pull your funding. I mean, to me, that kind of makes sense. Like, I I get that. Like, you need to be able to kick out people that are. Producing and, and helping society instead of just you know here's an underwater basket weaving
1: right and, well so, number one i don't think our government should be in the funding of colleges anyway well that's i mean because point. that's because that's our tax dollars on the line of course right you know we're not funding anything because we're in, in debt we're just basically having to go borrow money then to reloan it right um we, I, I just so number one i don't believe we should be in the, in the in the government should not be in funding of colleges now as far as them having benchmarks to secure, absolutely. Now, ITT probably grew as fast as they could because they are relying heavily on, on government funds. Right. Um, but also, there's a question, too. Uh, there's an estimated $297 million ITT, ITT Tech had. In cash reserves, where's that money at? Mm. I mean, does that divided amongst its whatever? I mean, conglomerates. I mean, yeah. who knows? Right. But um, I'm sure they. I'm sure they're not going to use it to pay back any debt they've accrued. Sure. You know. So, yeah. um, but no, I, I understand that you kind of weed them out, but also the free market yeah. would That's would true. also weed that out because you'd have private lenders and if, if, private lenders that would have same similar uh, benchmarks right. too, and of course they didn't meet them. But that goes back to the whole toxic loan. Thing yeah. I mean we we have people graduating with useless degrees that have sixty seventy eighty thousand dollars in debt that will never get out of that debt so
0: so itt tech is the new Wall Street that we have to be <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> itt itt tech now will be like Radio Shack in in history so
0: have, well our Radio Shack is coming back are they really they actually are yeah they're uh, they're doing online stores mm-hmm. and or like little small like little uh, boutique kiosk like kiosk type things yeah
1: so, so. you can get your so you can get your, like your nah. miniature light bulb for your transistor radio?
0: Let me take that back. It's not Radio Shack. It's Circuit City. Oh, ah, okay. But my bad.
1: Well, who knows? Circuit City went under, what, eight, nine, ten mm-hmm. years ago. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll come back.
0: Don't call it a comeback. Yeah.
1: So maybe Radio Shack will open up a, a,
0: a joining kiosk with Circuit City. <laughs> and if, if Circuit City can make it big, we can make it
1: big. If Circuit City can make it big, maybe Woolrich's will come back. Do you know, I might, <laughs> remember Woolrich's?
0: Yeah, it's like yeah,
1: it's like the only store I've never shopped at because every store, every town you go to, there's a Woolrich's building, (laughs) and there's it's been baking for eighty years. You know, so (laughs) who knows? Remember Revco, Eckerd, Uh, Eckerd? Yeah, Yeah, maybe that. Maybe they'll come back. Pick and pack, pick and save, pick and save. Yeah, yeah. Arthur Arthur Thrasher's uh, fried fish and chips. You remember that?
0: (laughs) No, golly, where Uh, where you been? I don't
1: know. Anyway. We'd like to. Uh, you want to move on to our guest? Let's do it. All right. I'd Like to welcome our guest to our show today. Um, his name is Alan Landsberg. He is our one of my uh, becoming a close friend of mine. Um, he is also a uh, heart transplant recipient. He received his heart transplant, um, but what a year and a half ago? Three years. Three years ago. Okay, I'm, I'm close. But uh, a little bit about Alan. Alan, um, sixty one. He born in Covington, Georgia. Um, not much in Covington, it's pretty much a suburb of Atlanta now, but, um, anyway, he's been here since, uh, 1976, kind of in the Fort Mill area, right? Well, a couple of different areas actually in South, South Carolina, not okay. all in South Carolina. I get, yeah. did, you, where, did you come down, did you move down for a job at Carowinds, like with a ring <laughs> toss or something like that? I like that. No, no but
2: I, I did actually come to South Carolina as a young guy with a job.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> not, not with Carowinds. Okay. No, not Carowinds.
2: Um, he's a father of two daughters. Which I'm
1: not going to give their ages, because we don't want any stalkers. Yeah, no, <laughs> <Just kidding>. weirdos. <laughs> anyway, he's got a couple... He's got a granddaughter, grandsons. Um, anyway, all his family lives he here in Charlotte. He's uh, been blessed with a new heart, and we just nice. want to welcome to so the it. show. One of his hobbies is playing music. A lifelong passion for music. So, yeah. um, anyway, former career at, in the manufacturing facilities... Human resources and just a whole other bag of tricks, but um, we just want to talk with that uh, Alan today, and maybe um, see if can give us some kind of post and uh, or pre transplant, maybe some post transplant stories, and maybe some words of wisdom because yeah. everybody's everybody needs a little good news, especially for someone who's already walked the path and has fought a, a rough fight and has overcome. So, anyway, w- welcome to the show, Alan. Yeah, hey, thanks, Brandon. Appreciate good. it. Thanks for inviting yeah. me. Glad to have you, buddy. Um, so. Kind of give us a little snippet rundown of, uh,
2: you know, what, how did you get sick? Why did you need a new heart? Because I'll, that's the first question people ask me. So, Well, essentially, I got a gift from my father called hyperlipidemia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's <laughs> high cholesterol. It's, so genetics. You know what so, it is, yeah, genetics. Yeah. Thanks, Dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, really.
2: It's, like, it's the Christmas gift you never want. <laughs> but, uh, so uh, that was the long and short of it, but uh, it took until age 37 to manifest, and that was in 1992 in my case. So, um, essentially, I, I had not had manifested any, as in as in a heart attack. Okay, uh, wow. major heart attack. The LAD, the widow widowmaker they call it, left oh, wow. anterior descending artery. Yeah, wow. for those of you out there who are familiar with heart jargon, yeah. and I know it's not many of you. No, this is, I, I, people becoming more and more aware of it. So, yeah. especially but, widowmaker, that's a well known term. Well, well so. that's what happened to me, and at age 37. So that's when it started, and and I. Literally almost died. All right. And um, uh, obviously I didn't. <laughs> I'm yeah. still here. But from that time on, shall I just tell yeah. a little more? Yeah. So from that time on, I went back to work, got well, got healed up. And um, uh, I guess it was about 2000 that I started feeling poorly again. Went to the hospital to get checked out, and uh, they found several blockages in my heart. So at that time, as soon as they checked me out, they immediately rolled me into the operating room. Yeah. Uh, for open-heart surgery. And uh, so I had eight uh, bypasses. Uh, eight? Open, eight, yeah. It that's was some, an Ocho. It was wow. some kind of a record at that hospital. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> no no kidding. That's a, that's a record you don't want to hold. Right. No, so. it's not. Unfortunately, uh, when I was home about four days later recovering, uh, sleeping on the recliner in the living room, uh, I, I woke up in the middle of the night and realized I couldn't move the left side of my body. Hmm. And what had happened is I had had a stroke uh, what happened was four of those eight grafts closed, and so I, I had a stroke, lost the set, use of the left side of my body. Uh, as you can see, I'm moving the left side of my right. body. So
0: he, he is moving. We're not on TV, but yeah. he's yeah. moving the left. side.
2: So fortunately, I got that back. <laughs> right. but 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 you know uh, that was kind of a disappointment after thinking, okay, I'm had bypass surgery. I'm back I'm on the good. road. Yeah. Back on the road again. But uh, you know, I I, uh, managed to recover from that, and and I'm I'm just going to say I got to back up for a second, if I may do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I know you get
0: back up, but uh, move forward on the mic.
2: Oh, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) my apologies. No worries. Uh, Just to back up, just real briefly. uh, uh, As a young man, I was one of these guys that, um, you know, was uh, uh, I was a child of the '60s, late '60s, early '70s, the seeker, looking at all the different religions, you know, astral Mm -hmm. travel, meditation, yoga. You name it. Uh, you told me to talk about some fun stuff, too. Yeah, man. Can we ahead. talk about the drugs? <laughs> 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 uh, it's a family I, show. I'm sorry. I uh, <laughs> <Atoll, laughs> yeah, Aspirin. Yeah, Yeah, yeah come right. on, bring, it, bring it. No, no. But uh, in all seriousness, uh, at a later age, uh, actually about age 30, I decided uh, that the way I had been raised was as a Christian in a Christian church, at least, um, You know, that that was real. And, and I, had a, I had a revelation, whatever you want to call it, uh, and became a Christian. Wow. And I have to, the whole point of that was to say this, even though I, I had a strong faith, we had an active church life, all of these things, and um, you know things were going well in that regard, sometimes you really don't know until yeah. you, know, you know. That's right. So as I laid there in 1992 on the emergency room table and kind of blacked out as they were working on me and listening to what was going on, hearing what they were mm-hmm. saying, thinking I might die uh, from that time until the present day. Uh, two things have happened. Number one, I don't fear death at all. Mm -hmm. Number two, it solidified my faith in God. Now, you know, everybody's got a different view about that, but it completely solidified my faith in God because I had no fear. Right. And, um, it doesn't sound like a big deal, I know, but, you no, know, but no, if, there's, if, you're, if you're laying up on the emergency room table, right. well, you know, Brandon. I, I know you understand, right? JT, I don't know you. You look pretty healthy, man. You might have had these deals <laughs> Are happening. you looking at me? No, I'm not healthy at all. <laughs> no, <but> there's. <clears throat> I, I what I, I guess what you mean by that is that there's a piece that comes over you. There is a piece, yep. and and I, I never really really understood that you, until I right. stared death in the well, face. Like and, I tell people. Like I tell people when they ask me about it. I, it I don't fear
1: dying. It's the act of dying because the act of dying, leading up to that, is very painful. It's right. it's something that uh, you you it's like you're you have a head a, a, a freight truck coming right at you, yeah. headlights blaring, and you can see it, but you can't maneuver out of
2: it. So you know you know the end result. We'd all like to just die in our sleep, right? Right. That, that'd be the comfortable <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: Or or having like some hello time with your wife. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's, there you yeah. that's, that's good. A good way to that, go. That's even better.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, I, I kind of digressed a bit, but but it was an important point for mm, me to make yeah. because it it you know that has guided my life and and I went through a stage you know in my life like a lot of people do when they are young Christians uh, where I was extremely religious I'm going to call it and a bit judgmental. Finally got over that after a few years. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to get try to get back on the track of, of this history. <laughs> no, no, it's no, good stuff. Here. So in 2000, I had the open heart surgery, had the stroke. Recovered from the stroke, thank God, and uh, you know had, the only deficit I had really was a little bit in my handwriting. I'm a lefty, and my handwriting is not good anyway, so it didn't really matter. You know, so we're just going to say I had no deficit at all. Yeah, um, went back to work, and uh, you know things were going well. Continue to work, live, do all the things you do in life. Traveled a lot with work. Hmm. You know, trudging through airports and all that. And that's not easy, by the way. No, no. Uh, it's not glamorous. It's no fun, really. It's uh, that's not the romantic part of the job. It's yeah. not. Yeah, uh, uh, so eventually, uh, and I guess it was about 20, uh, 2011, uh, my heart gave out. Mm-hmm. And so I went into heart failure and as Brandon will know for sure, uh, because he's experienced these things. Yeah. Congestive heart failure. This is congestive heart failure. Basically your heart has enlarged to the point that, uh, it's no longer really behaving like a pumping muscle. It's almost just kind of quivering. Mm-hmm. And so, so this happened to me around that time, and uh, when I went to the, the cardiologist to get checked out, uh, I met Dr. Alan Tomley, and i its okay to say names here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's—he's he's basically retiring now. I don't even know if you met the guy, but no, I haven't at yeah. CMC. Uh, and he sat with me and my wife, and he looked at us and he said, "Alan, a heart transplant is in your future. We hope." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because you have to go through a lot of rigorous. Testing. Don't buy, t- don't buy milk. Don't buy milk with an extended
1: ex- expiration date. <laughs> exactly. Don't, don't do that. That's a
0: good
2: point. That's a good point. Wow. A good point. Mm-hmm. And I was on the waiting list for about 18 months um, and, um, you know, doing a few things. I was still able to be a little bit active, but not that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, my ejection fraction was below 15%. And
1: ejection fraction is basically um, your pumping efficiency
2: of your heart. Correct. So, how much blood was coming in and going out. So And a normal human being is not at 100%. Right. It's between 55 and 65%. Okay. So, it was way low. And um, finally, got the heart transplant, went back to work for a while. Um, I, won't, I won't get into too much detail about all that, but essentially, uh, the, the transplant was a success. Uh, I woke up feeling wonderful, believe it or not, even though I had been, as I like to say, busted open like a watermelon. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much a (laughs) description, yeah. (laughs) So uh, I had had that done also in 2000, of course. The difference was in 2000, I woke up and I was still sick.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, When I woke up uh, this time in 2013, May 20th of 2013, I had a new heart, and so regardless of all of this going on, the wound I felt great. Yeah, and you um, could probably relate to that.
1: Oh part. no, I, the wound was the the last bit of my uh, concern. Yeah. You know, um, the amount of gratefulness I was and humbleness after you know waking up was. You didn't know if you're going to wake up. So, no, you don't. You know, so that was that was refreshing. I, I like to hear the stories of when you got the call.
2: So yeah, when you got the call that day, what what happened? Well, at, you know, since it had been 18 months, you know, you kind of settle into a routine. You're right. not really expecting the call any any moment. But of course, the hospital
1: calls all the time with, "Hey, you got an appointment," or "Hey, you need to change your meds," or
2: right. And so. I would have some of those, of course. But but I got the call directly from the head of the transplant team. Uh, his name is uh, Ted Frank, Theodore Frank. Right. And um, I get to see him next week. Oh, yeah? sure. oh boy,
1: he's a good guy. <laughs> no, I like I like Doc. He's Frank. a good guy. He's good.
2: So Doc, I'm sitting at, at home one afternoon, and uh, let me try to get the time frame right. I'm watching television. Uh, my wife is at work; she's mm-hmm. a school teacher. I get the call. So actually, a nurse calls and said, uh, "Alan, Doctor Frank would like to talk to you." At this point, I knew something was up. Right, and I'm hoping it's a call that there's a heart. Mm-hmm. So, Doctor Frank told me that there was a heart. He uh, had to tell me a couple things about the donor that were potentially, you know, negative issues that they're required to tell you. I don't right. know if you had that happen with you. Yeah, my, mine was considered what a quote,
1: quote unquote high risk. So, um,
2: mine wasn't a high risk, but it was a, it was a risk. Uh, essentially, the pers- the donor, had been around uh, someone uh, who had used uh, IV needles mm-hmm. for drug use, right? Sometime in the previous six to eight months. Yeah. no evidence or no indication that that person did drugs or anything right. like that, but you just had to know
1: right and and of course, certain hospitals do a better job of that than others from what I've found out afterwards but yeah um our c m c hospital here does a tremendous job absolutely um, with detecting that that's the reason why they also let my know my my heart let me know about my heart was a high risk and it wasn't really high risk it's just that they have different set uh factors they factor in so and criteria so Uh, which a normal hospital a different hospital they probably passed with flying colors
2: but this was some red flag Mm -hmm. so that's the reason why Mm -hmm. you got the call too so yeah and so you get usually you get one of two kinds of calls and they had told me this in advance you get Mm -hmm. a call that says hey be here at 6 a.m in the morning Mm -hmm. and usually that means that there are several transplants involved with this one donor right and they've got time and they've got to gather them together in my case for whatever the reason i don't know what it was It was a hey, Alan. Can you be here in thirty minutes? Call. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And I live in Fort Mill, (laughs) which for which for and and just for people who
1: aren't from here. But uh, that's about a good forty-five minutes,
2: maybe maybe an hour and a half,
1: depending upon traffic and stuff like that. Yeah, if
2: traffic's bad, you you got it. So it it was one of those kind of calls, and um, so you got in the car and let her eat. (laughs) <laughs> pellets to the metal, Well, essentially, I, I said, well, Dr. Frank, you know, in, in terms of going back to the, the risk factors, I, I just Dr. Frank, what would you do? You know, if this was your wife or your another family mm-hmm. member, he said, Alan, you should take the heart. Right. So that's kind of how, ha- how it happened. And it was, the th- be, p- can it be your 30 minutes? And look, just have Kathy, you know, drop you off at the front door and go park. And right. She'd come upstairs. And that's exactly what wow. we did. And I don't know the reason for that. I never asked, you know, what the hurry was. But. Uh, maybe it was the length of time that... It could have been that, or it could have uh, been um, m- maybe you were a backup,
1: you know, or a could, backup to the backup, or... Could have you know, been that. Because mm-hmm. uh, some hospitals, and I, I can't remember recall C- CMC here, but some hospitals will do a backup system where they, they'll call two people, right. you know, and, hey, I, we're... You're our number one, you know. In case
2: they just decline you know, or whatever that,
1: or um, they could get there and it could yeah. be a sizing issue because you have to body body right. portions are critical for that. So there's 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 factors in that. So yeah. um,
2: so so we did. We go to the hospital. I don't know how long it took us to get there, but Kathy, my wife my <laughs> it wife probably Kathy, seemed like an eternity. <laughs> well, it did. My wife Kathy dropped me off at the front door mm-hmm. there at Dixon, and uh, Dixon is one of the buildings at the hospital. By the way, guys. Yeah. And so she parked, and by the time she got upstairs, I was literally prepped on the bed, IV in the arm. They were shaving me. So, wow! So that's how quick they got yeah. in. Yeah. So yeah. she
0: didn't stop and be like, "Hey, can I get can I get a hamburger? Can real I get quick? some coffee, please?"
1: No, well, she didn't. I, I did. I was able to scratch that off my uh, my bucket list too. Was yeah. uh, I had a six foot seven guy, six foot seven foot, uh, black guy shave me from neck to toes prior <laughs> prior to surgery. So I scratched that off the bucket list. I, yeah. I don't yeah. think I don't have to do that so. again. <laughs> quite quite hey, a that,
0: few. that was on the bucket list. <laughs> well, wow. I
1: had I went ahead and added just. I it feel you know feel any mm-hmm. eerie feelings about yeah. it. So, okay, I can continue to say that to myself.
2: Yeah, a lot of things happen. Did they take your blood pressure and your little toe? No, they didn't. Have, they didn't do that. They did me. They were checking circulation. And right. It might be because I have some other issues, other health issues. Yeah, I'll be so, honest. So anyway, I'm gonna check that off my yes. bucket list. I always wanted to do that.
1: Be honest, we we, we waited and waited and waited because our my donor benefited several. I think eight other people total. Yeah. So um, it, me, it was just a waiting game. Waiting game. Of course. But they may have taken my little toe pressure because uh, when they once they had me down at OR prep, they put me on twilight, which is basically where you're just catatonic, but yeah. still, uh, it, you know, you can have conversations and things like that. So I may not be quite aware of my surroundings or may or anything I may have said. <laughs> so. yeah,
0: that's how I felt Labor Day.
2: <laughs> catatonic. They, they didn't allow any cameras or video recorders yeah. in that room, did yeah. they, when you were no, in that shape? okay did that, yeah. Well, anyway, that's what happened for me. And, you know, when I talk about this, what – first comes to my mind is my donor right mm. uh, unfortunately i have not had the opportunity to meet my donor family i hope that someday i'll be able to and right you know i continue to send them uh cards and letters and i actually did get a letter back from the donor's sister uh saying that uh, they thought that she thought that her, her mom was ready to meet me but it didn't pan out for some reason i don't know what happened they moved and we couldn't get a hold mm. of i hope someday i can uh, meet my donor family because it's a tremendous gift that we have been given and uh, you know, I, it took me probably two years before I could even talk about it without tearing up. Oh, yeah. Wow! Seriously, well, I'm, and I'm and I'm still right now. I'm going to tear up.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you know. there's a there's a there's a uh, unwritten, unknown connection there that you'll have for the rest of your, you know your yeah. life. And uh, absolutely, you know, I, I, my first thought and my last thought are of my donor, and this is pers- This is a person that's faceless. I have no clue who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you, even the little things I do, like I ride a motorcycle. I remember that when I went and picked up my motorcycle from a buddy who, who um, was storing it for me and fixed it, shout out to Busted Knuckle uh, Motorcycles and motor- <laughs> in Mooresville, Mark. But I went and picked it up, and I, I heck, I was crying on the motorcycle because I was yeah. wondering. I mean, number one, I was happy to have my motorcycle back and happy to be able to ride something mm-hmm. yeah. I hadn't been able to do for years. But I, I wondered little things like I wonder if my this is my donor's first ride, you know, type thing. I mean, <laughs> okay. it's it may seem silly and crazy, but no, no. but you kinda of wonder what they this this heart's experienced. So.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I gotta throw this in too. Yeah. Since you mentioned motorcycles, as you know, I've often owned ridden bikes right. most of my life off and on. Before I uh went into heart failure, I got to a point where uh the the cardiologist I was seeing recommended that I have a uh, uh pacemaker defibrillator. Not a pacemaker defibrillator. Right. And uh so uh he, he when we left there, uh, you know, I, I told him that I rode motorcycles. I don't know how it came up, but mm-hmm. And he says, uh, he looks at my wife and says, do you ride with him? Yeah. Well, do you realize what's going to happen if you're on the motorcycle? The defibrillator. Defib- <laughs> so, anyway, we rode the motorcycle, you know, for years. Right. With a defibrillator in my chest. Thankfully, it never went off. Wow.
1: So, yeah, that anyway, would probably, that'd a probably, side,
2: side note there. That would I mean,
1: probably, be you an know, abrupt end to a ride, I'm sure. It would be so, an abrupt end yeah. to
2: and just, our just in case yeah.
1: those who don't know, defibrillator basically shocks the heart back into rhythm or yeah. shocks the heart uh, back from flatlining. So, it's just a small little... Uh, credit card size maybe a little uh maybe thick uh, thickness of a maybe a deck of playing cards and some of them and wow. basically yeah mm-hmm. and we'll do the job of like paddles like a, a paramedic would bring or something like that so
2: they say the full kick is is like likened to a donkey kicking you in the chest so if i was on a motorcycle and had that happen that'd probably be it well i haven't had a donkey kick me but i've had my wife kick me oh
1: all right <laughs> <laughs> um any any post-transplant wisdom like you know. I became an instant philosopher, <laughs> you know, uh, before, up to, up to right during transplant, cause my story is a little different. I was in the hospital for yeah. two weeks, but you know, post transplant, just my eyes were open, you know, like, uh, just new experiences. Um, you never look at the same things the same way again. Um, you're grateful for every day. So, I mean, any post transplant philosophy you can offer us cause you know, there's people, I, I have a lot of people that I know that are going through some stuff right now, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times they immediately shut down because they think they're the only ones who can understand you know right. and oftentimes people like us people who have been through tragedies like i'm sure you can relate uh you can relate with different tragedies that i can't because i haven't experienced them but right. you can relate with certain people so is there any any any
2: wisdom that you can impart upon us i don't know if i could really give any wisdom words of real wisdom but I can simply say, and you, you, you basically already said it, uh, you know, you really, really, really just got to appreciate everything that you get in life every morning you get up out of bed. And also, I will say this, I think your attitude uh, towards living, towards the, what you're dealing with is 50% of the battle. That's right. And so, you know, if you're facing this or anything else in your life, no matter what it is you know, your attitude's half the battle. That's right. And and I'm, you know, for whatever reason, I've always been kind of a positive guy. I had a good attitude about it, and I think that helped me. That helped me during the heart failure times, too. Yeah. So try to have a good attitude. You know, that's hard to tell somebody to do. That's right. Either you have it or you don't, but, you know, you 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 can get it, I think. it's not.
1: No, it's not impossible. I mean, I I know people, I know a lot of people that are the half-empty glass people, you know, but that can quickly change for someone. I mean, you don't have to be stuck in that rut. I mean, because every day that you wake up, that's the biggest problem you're going to face. Right. I mean, everything else is fixable. You know, if you yeah. wake up, so right. you have the opportunity to fix that late payment to the mortgage company, or hey, I didn't pay this month's power bill and I have no longer have power. I mean, everything like that's trivial. It can it can be caught up or um, it can be fixed. So it's just a matter of waking up in the morning and taking a deep breath and enjoying the new morning sun. So. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to offer some encouragement to people out there, maybe listening, because I have a few friends heavy in my heart today that are going through some things, and and uh, I know yeah. they listen to the podcast, and maybe maybe this will catch them, you know, maybe maybe they'll, yeah. this will help them out a little bit. So,
0: you know, any further questions there, Biggin? So, mm-hmm. what was the one thing that you were like? I can't believe I get to do this again.
2: Probably, you know, if I haven't if I hadn't sold my bike, it'd probably be that. <laughs> but I sold it. Long story, but um, probably just to play music. I mm. think you guys mentioned that's my lifelong you know kind of behind the scenes passion Mm -hmm. and now that i am let's call it semi-retired and by the way um (laughs) also a part-time uber driver oh nice (laughs) now everybody knows um but um you have like a cool name like uber allen no i don't don't, (laughs) but no honestly um just if you if you said you know there one thing that you're glad you're able to do i'd say number one it's just to be with my family yeah be with my wife of nearly 40 years now wow um congratulations see, see, on that too. yeah thanks oh, see my kids uh my grandkids but as far as an activity music and uh you know i've had time since i've kind of retired now to, to spend time with it, and that's that's really a big joy in my life so that's, that's awesome. awesome so what do you play uh guitar drums i'm mainly nice. a drummer but I play guitar so Very
0: cool. let
1: me know if you want to start a band i can do cowbell
2: <laughs> we're looking for a bass you know anybody <laughs> plays bass guitar <laughs>
0: I'll be your backup triangle. <laughs> backup triangle. <laughs> I can hear
2: that? You're Colin Kaepernick of triangles. <laughs> well, you're def- definitely coming from my era. Talking about the tri- the uh, the uh, cowbell. cowbell Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you can blue oyster
1: cult. They uh, kind of hammered that home. So <laughs> everybody did, man. That's yeah, right. Yeah. More cowbell.
0: Alan, one so, question that we do want yeah. to ask everyone is, uh, what is your spirit food? So if you could relate to like, one food, like a spirit animal, you
1: know, spirit animal, like you, you can yeah. be a mm-hmm. cheetah. And tell it. What,
2: yeah. what food do you relate to? Well. Chili, oh! Everywhere I go, if somebody has chili on the menu, I want to try it. Beans or no beans, Uh, both, both really. Yeah, I like, I like, I like like the you know the 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 good old meat chili. I like beans. I make chili, okay, and I'm always trying to copy somebody else's recipe. Yeah. So that's that's probably my spirit food, I guess. What about
0: the spaghetti or no spaghetti? Do you like Cincinnati style? You know they
2: do. Yeah, I've had it with pasta, but I prefer it without. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cornbread and. Cornbread's okay, or just, uh, you know, just plain a, a piping bottle of saltine crackers, you know, okay. the oyster crackers. Uh, uh, that's, that's yeah, cool. I've actually had oyster crackers and yeah. chili yeah. before, yeah.
1: Yeah, I like, I like cornbread. I gotta have a hunk, hunk gotta of have, cornbread. Gotta and have butter. cheese, definitely yeah, gotta yeah. have yeah. cheese. Sour, do you do sour cream? Do sour cream, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. So, no favorite style of chili because you know, I mean, you have regional chilies all over oh, the place. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah,
2: I had a good buddy when uh, I was a young guy working for another company that. Um, did texas style chili yeah no beans yeah no beans very really very thin and watery and he got i don't i forget which pepper that was but a very hot pepper Mm -hmm. that a friend of his would send him from texas don't remember what it was but that was awesome so i don't know if i have a favorite style i like them all you know when people people discriminate against chilies honestly when people when i'm asked to do what's your favorite this or that song you know color i I find it hard to give an answer. Yeah. But the
1: spirit food's got to be chili.
2: <laughs> so, Easy answer.
1: Yeah. That's a good That's a good comfort food, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it is. Nothing okay. like in the winter, snuggling it to your woman with a hot bowl of chili mm-hmm. and then paying for it later. <laughs> Dutch oven. So, uh,
0: my dad's key uh, secret ingredient is a Hershey kiss. At the end, he just puts a Hershey kiss yep. in there. Changes the old chocolate up. factor. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I put a little little uh, sugar sometime. Okay. Oh, there yeah. you go. Dr. Pepper's pretty good. It gives you a little different uh, kick. Mm-hmm. You do have some yeah, varieties yeah. there, don't you? We uh,
1: we do have our annual chili cook-off at church coming up. So there, oh, yeah? <laughs> there you go. You can show your talents there.
0: Speaking of chili, uh, <laughs> summer is made for grilling and chilling. You, too, can be the baddest mother smoker on the block using our favorite award-winning smoking sauce, Bad Mother Smokers is the perfect match for your favorite meat, veggies, or even that secret ingredient in that pot of chili. Check out badmothersmokers.com to place your order. And if you want to be a bad pit master like Mojo, enter the promo code MOJO for 10% off your order. Visit badmothersmokers.com to get yours today. Some good eating.
2: Anyway. Now, I'm going to admit this, hoping that nobody from our hospital listens, (laughs) but I've rediscovered in the last year or two bacon.
1: I actually rediscovered that the day they let me out. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I, I, I kind of laid off for a while. So, oh, yeah. but, uh,
1: I was like, "Look,
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this heart a test run." So, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still careful with my diet, but look, you gotta live. Yeah.
0: They,
2: they didn't, they didn't give us, you know, a second chance at life to do nothing.
1: And, and I'm also, I can't speak for our donors, but I'm sure our donor would probably want us to enjoy ourselves too, because. It, I I doubt our I, I I hopefully I doubt my donor was not a quinoa tofu eater. I mean you know, only. I mean if so, so be it. But you know yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with a little juicy
2: steak. Well, I you know, my heart pitter patters a little bit and that's that's not a good sign, by the way, when you have a heart issue. But, <laughs> so let's use a different term. <laughs> I think my heart rejoices. Yeah, there you when go. I you eat bacon, go. So, Yeah, so go. I think my donor like bacon. I, I think there's a I
1: think there's a direct tie to endorphins or something. Yeah. So Oh
2: yeah. Doctor Frank, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're gonna we trying to get him or Michigan on the oh, on it'd, the it'd podcast too. So.
2: Or Cherie, Cherie's oh, gonna be listening. Or, She's the diet. I love lady, Cherie. So. She's a sweetheart. Yeah.
1: That's our podcast for today. Thanks for listening. Um, please. Go to iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher and subscribe. Um, Also, please give us a review. That's how we move up in the uh, world rankings of podcasting. Um, Appreciate you guys listening in. Also, go to our Facebook page. We are updating it, it with pictures. Funny things we've been seeing around. I've caught a couple of good ones here lately. Yeah, so I saw that. yeah. So we're uh, we're trying to get back to well now. We came back after our two week hiatus and uh, we're back and kicking it and rolling along. So
0: you know what I'm looking forward to is the next next time that we do that, maybe we might have a best of series that we can just <laughs> we can
1: just unload. There you go. Like the like the big guys. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, appreciate you guys listening in and we'll see you next week.